They have very attractive terminology, which sounds intuitively correct. And then if Gwyneth Paltrow persuades you to take it and, and she's looking healthy and good, and you want to look like Gwyneth Paltrow, you're persuaded to take it. But it's, it's good marketing and awful science. The Rational View is a weekly series hosted by me, Dr. Alan Scott, providing a rational, evidence-based perspective on important societal issues. Produced by Soapbox Media. The world needs evidence-based public policy now more than ever. Making the right decisions should not be partisan politics. Please help spread the rational view by going to patron.podbean.com slash the rational view. Together, we can make a better future. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Rational View. I'm your host, Dr. Al Scott. In this episode, I continue my investigation into the science of nutrition and food. Today, I'm interviewing a physician who has been focusing on a critical evaluation of so-called alternative medicine, or what he calls SCAM. I want to investigate with him the science behind various detox diets and claims made by nutrition specialists. I expect to receive a relatively skeptical viewpoint based on that acronym, and as many blog posts suggesting that claims of detoxing are a scam. I'd like to see what is the science behind this? Are there studies that support this position? If you like what you're hearing, Please don't forget to press like on your podcast app. I really appreciate that. I would love if you talk about the podcast with your friends on social media or come visit us on the Facebook group, The Rational View. Edzard Ernst studied psychology and medicine at the Ludwig Maximilians University in Munich. In 1977, he qualified as a physician and completed his MD and PhD theses. He was professor in physical medicine and rehabilitation at Hanover Medical School and head of the PMR department at the University of Vienna. He established the world's first chair in complementary medicine at Exeter University in 1993. Since 2012, he's been professor emeritus at the University of Exeter and now lives in Cambridge, UK, as well as in Brittany, France. Professor Ernst is or was the founder-slash-editor-in-chief of three medical journals and has been a columnist for many publications. His work has been recognized with 17 scientific awards and two visiting professorships. He served on the Medicines Commission of the British Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency. During the last 25 years, Professor Ernst's research has focused on the critical evaluation of most aspects of what he calls so-called alternative medicine or SCAM. Professor Ernst, welcome to The Rational View. Thank you. Hi. Could you tell us a little bit about your, your illustrious career path? Earlier in your career, you established a chair of complementary medicine, but over the past 25 years, you've come to term so-called alternative medicine as SCAM. Did this path involve conversion from an advocate to a critic? Not really. Uh, when when I when I started out in in ninety three, um, I I was very clear that uh, 
my task would have to be that of a scientist. That that means you 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 have to analyze, you have to test, you have to test hypotheses, and you cannot take sides in 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 either way. Um, and uh, maybe I should mention something that you left out uh, in in my career before. I became a clinician. I um, spent spent quite a few years uh, doing uh, basic science. So, um, as a scientist, you you see a lot of things quite differently from from um, from a clinician. And uh, I've always said that as clinicians or as medics, we we do not really learn how to think critically uh, in medical school, which is very regrettable, uh, but but uh, th- this is just as it is. And um, my, my task as Exeter was to, to critically uh, analyze uh, everything in alternative medicine. We called it complementary medicine, um, uh, lots of people call it alternative medicine, uh, which uh, there's a huge, huge discussion about how you call it. Um, and I recently came up with SCAM, so-called alternative medicine, simply because whatever it is, it's not an alternative. Uh, if it, if it, if something works, it is medicine. If if something doesn't work. It cannot be medicine. So, so it's so-called alternative medicine, and that happens to be a very nice abbreviation, SCAM. That's a very interesting perspective. Um, have you witnessed during your long career the any uh, medicine or practice that started out as alternative or complementary and became adopted as mainstream medicine was was verified to the point where you know it went from an alternative to an actual medicine it's a good question the the uh, american nih paid uh, uh, a lot of money uh, testing alternative medicine in in order to maybe find one or two or even more that that uh, have um, been proven to be effective and and proven to to do more good than harm um, and they have failed so so they they have they have found nothing uh, we have found a little bit more than than they have um it's it's not really that simple if if i for, for instance mention just one of the best proven uh, herbal remedies which is St John's wort in my, in my view St John's wort is used for mild to moderate depression and uh, has been shown in about 40 or more uh, solid uh, rigorous clinical trials to be effective to be more effective than the placebo so, so that 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 in in a way is the Rolls Royce, and perhaps the the only item I can provide um, in in terms of giving you an answer. Um, but even there, one has to be cautious uh, for a number of reasons. Firstly, St John's Wort is not without risk. 
for instance, it interacts with uh, conventional antidepressants and, and lots of other prescribed medicines. Secondly, there is always an issue uh, when you talk about herbal remedies uh, in, in relation to, to the quality of, of, of the, the product. So you can you can buy fairly good uh, good product for for fairly high price, actually a higher price than uh, synthetic antidepressants. Um, but you you can also buy a product that is of very low quality, doesn't contain uh, enough uh, active ingredients, or is contaminated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. so the question whether St. John's Wort does actually do more good than harm for somebody who's, who's mildly depressed um, is, is complex. And, uh, uh, and bearing in mind that this is probably the best proven of all alternative treatment options, um, the picture is pretty grim. Mm, indeed. It's interesting that um, you say that the, the quality of product is 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 haphazard. Um, I know you know medicine medicinal products from pharmacies are very highly controlled and tested. In my opinion, I mean I haven't done the science. Um, are herbal me medicines not controlled to such an extent? No. Uh uh, f firstly, they are much more difficult to control. Uh, with, with with a synthetic drug, you, you have one in, ingredient typically, which is very well defined, and 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 quality control is relatively easy. With a herbal um, product, and St. John's Wort is is a good example for that. You you are, you you have something that contains. Uh, dozens of active ingredients. Nobody quite knows which one is the most active, and it's certainly that not just one is the active component in St. John's Wort. So quality control is, is very difficult, um, and, and the product depends on, um, on where it's grown, how it's grown, how it's harvested, how it's stored, how it's manufactured. I often compare to 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 a glass of red wine. Um, uh, not not all red wine is the same, um, and 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 the prices are also extremely uh, variable. Uh, a good red wine is expensive, and a cheap red wine isn't expensive, and that is for a very good reason. <laughs> Indeed, I actually did. Um a podcast earlier in in my in my podcasting career on uh, homeopathy and the placebo effect um, a, one claim of alternative medicine is that although it may not be better than the placebo effect the placebo effect is better than nothing uh, how would you respond to such a claim well it's it, it's absolutely true and I, I, I think it's it's better than nothing but but it's it's by no means a justification for a treatment that doesn't work better than placebo because if if I have a patient tomorrow and and I um, 
give him a homeopathic remedy and hope that the patient benefits from the placebo effect, I, I might be successful. Uh, but uh, as long as there is a truly uh, effective treatment for that patient, and by Joe, for, for virtually every patient, there's something better than a placebo, um, I, I can prescribe that effective treatment to my patient and I do that with empathy because I'm a good doctor and, and with understanding and I give him enough time, etc., etc. So I also generate a placebo effect plus the specific effect of the treatment. In other words, if I give my patient just a homeopathic remedy, I cheat my patient out of a very important component of the therapeutic effect, namely the specific treatment effect rather than the non-specific placebo effect. Very interesting. So I'm doing a, a series of podcasts on the science between behind nutritional advice and the science of food. And I think all of us have heard a lot of trainers and alternative health professional, professionals and nutritionists advocating for various detox programs and diets. And these are typically sold with the various anecdotal stories and celebrity endorsements as getting rid of, of toxins that have accumulated in the body. And what these are are usually not specified. I don't know if they're heavy metals or toxic metabolic byproducts, uh, and thus increasing your health and, and energy levels. In this podcast, I'd like to get your expert opinion and look at what scientific evidence there might be for and against these claims of, of detoxing specifically. So to, to start our, our discussion, is, the, is there any evidence that the general population is subject to toxic buildups that could be addressed by these approaches? Uh, that is going to be a very short discussion, I'm afraid, because the answer is no. De detox is total rubbish. Uh, it's, it sells very well because it sounds logical, intuitively, um, but um, there's, there's no evidence at all. As, as you rightly say, uh, the, the detox proponents don't ever tell you what sort of toxin you're trying to eliminate. And, and they have a very good reason for not telling you because if they did tell you, you could measure you could you could measure the uh, um, heavy metal content of 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 your cells or your blood or, or whatever before and after the treatment or you could do it against a placebo and you could generate pretty rigorous uh, findings um, these trials don't exist because pe people don't even and aren't even able to name the toxin that they want to eliminate. Uh, it's it's a it's a brilliant sales gimmick uh, which makes billions, but it's it's a cheat. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, but you know, people are assaulted by claims of pollution from our industrial society being pervasive. Don't toxic metabolic byproducts build up in our bodies? What about heavy metals or pesticides? I mean, I know DDT, for example. 
I'm not disputing that for a second. Uh, I'm dis I'm dis disputing that that uh, the, the toxins that may build up, uh, depending on where we live, how we live, etc., uh, can be eliminated by any of these diets. Or, or uh, there, there are also gadgets. Uh, there are herbal remedies. There, there's hardly any um, single alternative treatment that doesn't claim to be detoxifying. Um, but the, the claim is bogus, uh, not necessarily the build-up of toxins. We, we do have, of course, powerful mechanisms to get rid of toxins. Um, but but some toxins don't get eliminated because they're not caught by by these mechanisms. The mechanisms are the liver, the gut, the, the lung, the skin, the kidney, uh, and, and and if these stop functioning, uh, by Jove, you don't need uh, a detox diet. Uh, you you need to be in intensive care, and you're probably dying. Wow. Okay. Um, so. People are uh, getting these claims made by the purveyors of detox programs. What actually do they claim? Do you have uh, have you investigated what what the purveyors of these detoxes are claiming that their diets do? Well, they're, they're claiming that that, that you, you you detox that it's 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 just a word. Uh, behind this claim is nothing but bullshit. Um, you probably know much better what they're claiming. They have very uh, attractive terminology, which sounds intuitively correct. And then if Gwyneth Paltrow persuades you to take it and, and she's looking healthy and good, and you want to look like Gwyneth Paltrow, you're persuaded to take it. But it's it's good marketing and awful science. I've heard people who have taken these detox programs or detox diets saying that uh, they feel better afterwards, they feel refreshed. So there, there's anecdotal evidence that they're doing something. Um, why is that if they're not doing anything? Yeah, an anecd anecdotal evidence is a contradiction in terms, either it's anecdote or it's evidence. I, I can tell you anecdotes. My, my grandmother smoked a, a packet of cigarettes every, every day in, in, in her life and didn't die of lung cancer. That's a nice anecdote showing that uh, smoking a packet of cigarettes every day doesn't cause lung cancer. That, that's the value of, of uh, anecdotes. Um, forget about it. We, we are using technology and, and science for a good reason, and we in, in medicine have abandoned uh, anecdotes uh, for evidence uh, about 200 years ago for a very good reason, because they are no evidence. We're claiming that there's no evidence that detox diets work or that they do anything in particular that's measurable. Uh, the claims are not verified. Is there, have there been scientifically done studies on, on detox diets that have been published to show this or is is it just that the fact that no one has done a study? I, I don't know of in, any good study that that uh, um, uh, that, that show a, a positive result for a detox diet. 
And if, if you if you w want to to go into the direction of saying, okay, th then we don't have evidence, and 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 it it might it might still work because uh, uh, we we must give everybody on and everything the benefit of the doubt. Uh, no, we mustn't. In 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 medicine, we don't. Uh, in healthcare, we don't give the benefit of the doubt. We we use treatments that are proven to be effective. That is our default position. And those that haven't been proven uh, effective are considered ineffective until proven otherwise. I, I've I've read a little bit of background on on these detox diets, and it seems that most detox programs are associated with caloric restriction limits on alcohol consumption and smoking as, as a minimum. Is it possible that these particular items are the reason people are feeling better and not the uh, whatever goes on with the, with the weird herbal things that happen? Sure, sure. P uh, ab absolutely. The, the best way to, de to detox is to, to stop toxing. Uh, and uh, as, as I said, <laughs> as I said, the, the the body has has very good mechanisms to get to to get rid of uh, whatever we have have indulged in. So, if I have been on a bender for for three days, uh, the, the best way uh, to go back to normal is to stop drinking. Uh, uh, that's that's all there is to it. But there there are other mechanisms as well, uh, like like the placebo effect. So so feeling better alone doesn't doesn't tell us very much if it's based on on anecdotes rather than evidence. You could you could design a, a clinical trial quite easily. You you could have a group of a hundred people who want to detox, and you give them half of them. In a randomized fashion, the uh, the product or the diet or whatever it is, the other half are treated uh, with uh, a placebo or whatever comes next to a placebo. And then uh, even in the absence of knowing what you want to detox, which toxin you are aiming at, you just ask them how they feel. Um, and if... If it's well controlled in the sense that uh, people who receive placebo don't know that they can get uh, a placebo, um, you will most likely find that they, they um, in both groups, feel better simply because they they stop uh, toxing, as as I called it earlier. Yeah, I can see that there's probably no. Um no perceived benefit by the purveyors of these things to actually scientifically test them. If they're making a lot of money off of their sales, uh, why would you risk being shown to be no better than a placebo? And in the alternative case, if you're not making money, then maybe you would be more uh, inclined to, to try to test it. it it's, it's interesting to me that, that people... You know what? What's the motivations behind this? And the people with the money aren't aren't motivated to to do the tests because they're making a lot of money. Does that seem reasonable? Yeah, uh, very reasonable. And and there might be some who 
are a little bit more honest and, and say, okay, we, we risk it, we do the test, and then they look at the results and they don't publish them. That's, that's, uh, why, why would they shoot in their own feet? Uh, it, it's, it's pretty obvious to me. Is there evidence of, of ways to get rid of like buildups of heavy metal and pesticides and metabolic byproducts? Are there medically proven ways to, to detox? And, and if so, um, why aren't they more popular? Uh, well, if, 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 if you poison yourself, which is a different way of expressing, uh, what you just said, then um, it depends very much on what poison you have taken. You, you call the poisons unit or you go into intensive care, uh, you have your stomach pumped or you have your blood exchanged. It depends on what you're talking about, which, which, which toxin you're talking about. And again, we're com coming back to naming the toxin. The fact that the detox people don't even name the toxin uh, is such a telling story in itself already but yes of course if 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 you're being poisoned you 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 need very intensive care and the type of the intensive care i'm not an intensive care physician but the the type of the intensive care would very much depend on the toxin so there are medical ways of removing uh, these things from your blood, for example, but you really need to know specifically the chemistry of the toxin to be able to remove it. So the claims of general detoxing, um, what what do most of these detox programs do? Um, are they cleansing anything? Are they what are they doing? Well. It, it, there's an entire range. You can have a foot bath with some appliances that claim to detox you via the feet. You can have a sauna that claims to detox you via sweating. You can have all sorts of diets that basically eliminate certain ingredients that are thought to be not healthy or even toxic. Uh, you, you can have herbal supplements that claim to uh, stimulate one of the organs that I mentioned uh, involved in, in the natural de detox processes of the body. So uh, there, I, I, would, I would guess there are hundreds of di different detox uh, methods which all have one thing in common they're rubbish mm -hmm. if, if you look at say the ingredients in the, some of these herbal supplements for for detox that they list a, diff, a whole bunch of herbs and each one they claim has a specific target like a specific organ or a specific um effect and i think most of these things are not you know, backed up scientifically, but are considered uh, amongst naturopaths as effective. Um, is there, if, if they're doing something like a scattershot of all of these different herbs, is it possible that, you know, maybe one or two are actually useful or is it 
more likely that it's not? I have studied herbal medicine for about 30 years, and I'm not aware of any herbal medicine that that would detox any toxin. If you take all the herbs from the combined pharmacopoeias of this world, you would probably tox you, not detox you. <laughs> that, that's actually a good point uh, in that uh, a lot of this seems to be an appeal to nature. And just because it's something that you find in nature doesn't mean that it's safe or is not a toxin. And many of the toxins that we encounter are found in nature, but the, there seems to be this dichotomy uh, amongst the community of naturopaths that, that believe that something that's formulated in a laboratory is is toxic and something that grows in nature is is good for you. Uh, so I, I see that that viewpoint very commonly. Why don't we rec- recommend to these naturopaths who believe that everything natural is is uh, 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 safe? Why don't we recommend to them that they take a little bit of hemlock um, <laughs> and and see what happens? Indeed, indeed. Uh, so that that seems to be a, a very uh, resounding. No, uh, I appreciate your work to to spread a rational view on complementary medicine uh, or so-called alternative medicine, as you call it. Uh, that's certainly been also my um, one of my goals with this podcast is to uh, uh, apply the tools of science to to a lot of uh, current issues and important issues and help people wade through the claims that are being made. Uh, and many of them unsupportable uh, claims uh, in all sorts of aspects of life. So this is, I think, an important work that you are doing, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to to come on the podcast and discuss with us um, the, um, the the detox diets and just uh, complementary medicine in general. Uh, so for coming on the show, I, I'm going to send you a, a T-shirt, if you'd like, uh, for the rational view. Uh, I really appreciate you you making time to chat with us today. Thank you. If you'd like to follow up with more in-depth discussions, please come find us on Facebook at The Rational View and join our discussion group. If you like what you're hearing, please consider visiting my Patreon page at patreon.podbean.com slash The Rational View. Thanks for listening.